0: Welcome to
1: the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health.
0: You're a mom and so much more.
1: Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. I'm Missy Stevens, mom and dot, dot, dot writer, foster care advocate, and today Trying to reclaim my house after weeks of not being here very much. It's like gone back to nature. It's gone back to being run by boys and it's not good. So, oh. cleaning is my cardio this week.
0: Oh, get the hazmat suit. Uh huh. It's bad. <laughs> And I'm Suzanne Kearns, a mom and dot, dot, dot writer, LGBTQ and sex ed advocate. And today a Texas primary voter, which by the time you hear this will be a couple months ago, but it's (laughs) always a good time to remind you all to vote. So go vote. Yes. Yes.
1: Our guest today is Dr. Kim Hires, and we are so excited to talk with her. Kim is a mom and dot, dot, dot leadership, burnout coach, author, and speaker. And I started following her on TikTok a while ago and fell in love with her content. So I'm really thrilled we get to talk to her in real life or real zoom life, whatever that is. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Kim Hires is known internationally for her work on burnout leadership and education. She is also the host of the leadership antidote podcast. She founded the Nightingale Firm in 2014 after surviving burnout and recognizing that leaders are seldom trained on how to ensure their well-being. She is on a mission to help every organization in the world become burnout-proof, safe spaces where everyone can thrive. Love it.
2: Welcome. Hello. Hi. Welcome. I'm saying welcome like it's my podcast. See, I need to take care You're just used off. to it. <laughs> I know. The Thanks for have having
1: been turned.
2: me. Yes. Yes. This is different. So I'm I'm excited.
0: Oh, oh, we're so excited (laughs) to have you here. And so Missy just read your intro and shared kind of your high level info about you, but I know there's a lot more to your story, Mm. especially the reason that you decided to become a burnout coach. So can you tell us a little more about that story?
2: Yes. So it happened in 2014. I was a new mom. I had a toddler, my first child and everything looked great on the surface. I was happily married, had the career of my dreams. I'd just landed a tenure track position at a R1 research institution. I was pegged for future leadership, like everything felt great. And then I started to notice it became harder and harder to get up and go to work. Things that were once easy for me, I just, I started to avoid I didn't want to attend meetings. I didn't want to do any of that stuff. And I remember, as I think back, I remember like the first few red flags. One was I would pull into the parking lot at work and just not want to go inside. Mm. And it just kept building, it kept building. And, you know, people, good natured people would say, oh, it's just the blues, you know, the baby is still young. At the time he was about two. And then I just hit my wall and I couldn't shake it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't understand what was going on with me. This was something that I spent 24 years of my life preparing for. And I just didn't want anything to do with it. And at my lowest, I found myself contemplating my own suicide went to a therapist, she had me, she said, Kim, get a full chemical workup. Let's let's make sure things aren't lingering from the pregnancy, the hormonal changes. Let's see how you're doing. And she was the first one to actually name it burnout. And wow. I never heard the term before. And I am someone, I have one of my degrees is in psychology. Um, you know, I yeah. have a background in healthcare and I never heard of the term before. I honestly oh.
1: thought she was making it up. I really did. <laughs> huh, like a pat on the head. Oh, maybe yeah. It oh, you just burned yeah. out. And I was
2: mm-hmm. like, really? This, I'm, I'm paying you like $150 a session for you to make this up?
1: <laughs> and I, I remember yeah.
2: being like really salty with her until I started to realize it. And I, as I recovered, like this fire just ignited in me because I was like, I like to think I'm pretty resilient. First generation, mm-hmm. everything and i didn't even know what this was so i was like if i didn't know what it was and i had resources and i had access what is it like for a lot of other people that don't know
1: what this is and so for the last seven or eight years this is what i've been doing this is incredible Mm -hmm. and i like i want to stop and just pause and let it absorb for people and Maybe our listeners are like you and have never heard of burnout. They are feeling it, but they don't even know what they're feeling. So can you go a little deeper into what are some of those signs? If they're seeing things, what, like a little burnout 101.
2: Yes. Yes. So burnout is actually recognized by the World Health Organization. And a lot of people don't know it's been added to the International Classification of Diseases. So it's been added to the ICD-11. And what burnout is, is it's poorly managed work-related stress. Mm. And the three telltale signs that we look for are exhaustion. And I'm talking about this is a tiredness in your bones. Like you Mm -hmm. can't sleep it off. You can't vacation it off. The thought of work just creates a weight for you. The other sign that we look for is cynicism. So I'll, I'll, I'll share what that is in, in a client example. So I had a wonderful client. She came to me, leadership for, you know, she's, she was in leadership for probably over a decade. This is exactly how she started off the session. My job suck, my kids suck, and my husband suck. That's it. Everything (laughs) just sucks. Those were literally her opening sentences to me in our first session. And I was like, oh, there's the cynicism. Check. It is resentment. Mm -hmm. And what happens is the resentment starts towards the work and not Mm -hmm. feeling in control of how the work gets done. And then it spreads to other areas of our lives. The third thing that we look for is professional efficacy. Now, this is where I disagree with the research a little bit, because what professional efficacy is, it's the ability to do one's job. What I find, particularly among my clients who are moms, who are women, who are highly resilient, they can go on autopilot and do the job. The issue becomes their confidence in their ability to do the job. Mm. That's the difference.
1: That's a huge so,
2: distinction, huge distinction. And mm-hmm. so they'll get promotions in the middle of being completely burnt out.
0: Yep. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> Does it sound real familiar? <laughs> oh, Suzanne? my God. I got so many ding, 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 dings. It's First of all, I, I love your podcast. I know it, it's been a while since you did an episode. Are you going to be doing some more? i will i have i don't so much mean to, to i don't release. mean to put you in the hot seat but no, no, no. so my team <laughs> makes fun of me every they're like don't
2: even call yourself a podcaster anymore until you release your episode oh, no. <laughs> don't even call
1: yourself that so we i have know like it whole... takes a lot to get an episode out so yes. <laughs> sometimes it's just not the time in your life yes
2: <sighs> yes but it's coming we have we did so many incredible interviews um just over the last year that we're excited to release it we are so excited Oh, to good.
1: release all of that. Oh, I'm but, yeah, a, Suzanne texted up, me Susan the other too. day and was like, this blew my mind. So I'll let you say what blew your okay, mind. But... So here's what blew my mind
0: was the idea that there are so many employees at all levels who are holding themselves to this standard as if they are the founder of the company. And mm-hmm. as if the entire success of the corporation is their responsibility, even mm-hmm. though the the title on their business card may have nothing to do with what right, that is. Right. And I was like, oh my God. That was yes. me. Like every and I I kind of do this to myself. We were joking about how it was someone who was asking for people to do book reviews, and I feel so much weight to do, like, the most perfect book yes. review. Like, if I just <laughs> use the exact right words, like, it's going to revolutionize. It's going to double their sales. So it's probably something about me that I, I feel this weight of responsibility. But, boy, did I feel that at my last job. And... Mm-hmm. I just, I was like, oh my God, Missy. I'm just like sending quote after quote. Everything felt like (laughs) every light bulb was going on. And you it's just, y'all got to go listen to this podcast. Seriously. It's, you you should do every audio book in the world. I I, I know it's kind of done in this Monday meditation, like, you know, trying to set that tone for Monday being the hardest day of the week and, you know, easing you into it. But, oh my gosh, I felt so relaxed. Yet so inspired and energized at the same time. And And seen. Yes. Yes. And understood, and just every single one of them. I mean, ours, we're lucky if we get an episode under an hour. Yours seem to be right around that magic 20 minute point. So you can really. You know, well, no one's driving to work anymore. But you know, walking the dog, whatever. You can walk knock in, a whole, yeah. epi- you can walk yeah. a whole episode out, um, and not even have to pause. And yeah, uh, yeah, highly recommend that as you are getting ready to load some more of those up for everybody to go get caught up. <laughs> so you're ready yeah. to go when yeah. the new ones come. <laughs> hey, thank you, thank you.
2: And I and I think too, people are ready for it. Um, it it's been a long two years, and mm-hmm. and things just keep coming. And one of the things that I've noticed, this is my eighth year coaching. And for the first time, my clients who are typically, they plan to plan. Mm -hmm. This is the first time I've ever had all of them just say, you know, I'm stuck. I don't want to plan. I don't want to. We've had so much up and down and things just changing and plan shifting. Yeah. This is the first time I've heard them say, I just, I don't want to plan. I just, I just want to maintain. And I'm like, Oh, this is, this
1: yeah. is interesting because we were kind of wondering if this burnout concept, you you've already said like, it is tech it's defined as work, but does it extend to things like our parenting, our relationship, our hobbies, planning for the future? it just seeps into everything. Is there burnout specific to those things or are we talking about work burnout that then overflows? Like, Is there a distinction?
2: So the the definition that's accepted by the World Health Organization is it's work burnout that overflows, right? So I, I am very candid about my story because I don't want anyone to experience what I felt. When you are in that state of exhaustion, you're not thinking clearly, right? So our brains weren't designed to be bathed in stress hormones constantly. It was not designed to do that. And so what starts to happen is we're seeing neuronal shifts or neuronal changes in the prefrontal cortex. Your amygdala is changing size. Like things are mm. really happening on a cellular level. Mm. And so you're seeing the world differently. Yeah. And the way that you interact is with the world is changing because the, the way that I describe it, if you've ever encountered an animal with rabies, right? We live in Georgia,
0: so <laughs> if
2: we're down there, an animal with rabies—it's—it's it's not the rabies itself that causes the problem. It's mm. the the impacts on the nerves, and that. So literally, they feel the air, like everything is just rubbing up, and they feel it, mm. and that's sort of how you get in burnout. Every oh. additional stimuli that requires more of you you're just like i don't have it to give mm-hmm. and so everything when i had to show up as a mom i'll tell people in the heart if it wasn't for social media i don't remember the first three years of my son's life Wow, yeah,
0: yeah. because
2: i was there but i wasn't present i was in survival mode it's just now. And yes, to the, to the listeners that are wondering, yes, you can heal your brain. It really does happen. Your memories come back, (laughs) (laughs) but it's as things start to come back and I'm, and, and I'm calmer and it's just a different way of looking at the world. You begin to realize how much you missed, how much of a different person you were. You know, I joke with my husband all the time I was ready to file for divorce and I couldn't even tell you why. Right. I couldn't even tell you why, because I was that stressed out. And no one talks about that. Leaders are three times more likely to experience a divorce. And I think it's not just because of the the job and, and the way that sometimes they're not able to be as present with their families. I definitely think burnout plays a part in that because I was a different person. I was a completely different person during that time.
0: So now we're talking about it from a work standpoint Mm -hmm. for stay at home Mm -hmm. moms. That's work. I'd, yeah, I'd assume that the work is their work of yes. their whatever their your work is, doing, all whatever the things your that work doing. is. And yeah. I think, like like you said, so many people don't talk about it. And I think a lot of it, especially for stay-at-home moms, is because that is a place of privilege to have. Well, for some people, it is not. For some people, it is like they don't have any option, and that's, mm-hmm. and that's their right. situation. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of our listeners, it's a, it's a choice that they've been able to make. It's a, something that works best for their family and financially, Mm -hmm. they're able to do that. So that really, those moms kind of get in this position where they feel like I should be happy. I have it all. This is a choice I made. This is I've, I've got all the things I ever wanted. And and if I complain about it, or if I talk about it, then I just don't look grateful. I don't look like a good mom. I look like I'm complaining about my kids, which we all have the right to do. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes um,
1: they're a pain in my butt. Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> so gosh, how do we, how do we work around that stigma of whether it's paid work or unpaid work in ad- admitting that there's this burnout, talking to people about that?
2: Absolutely. Um, one of the reasons I do what I do is for that very reason. So when my burnout was happening, at that point in my life, I was making more money than my parents ever made. Mm-hmm. I had everything that I wanted. And I felt like, who am I to complain about right. this? Yeah. Right. And and to your point you feel that but it's okay to say that this is too much i'm tired and i had to learn to open my mouth and say it's not that i'm trying to be ungrateful because i'm grateful for it but it's also okay to say you know what this is too much Mm -hmm. this is a little much and i need a break and one of the things you know that i talk about is letting those around you help you we have this sense of well I should be so grateful that I shouldn't ask for help I shouldn't Mm -hmm. need anyone to do things for Mm -hmm. me and nothing could be further from the truth right I I, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or a global SVP it's hard it's Mm -hmm. hard and this notion of superwoman and you know being strong and being there for everyone. You're human. Yeah. You're human and none of this is easy. Yeah. None of it. I'm, I'm working on my second book now with my publisher and this one is more of a memoir. And I told her, I was like, there has to be a chapter about when overachievers become a mom. So when an overachiever mm-hmm. becomes Ugh. a mom. Yes. Yeah. I was not ready.
1: <laughs> Nobody no. I don't think anybody is. I mean it just rocks your world. I mean you I, can I practically hear
0: the gear shift going from
1: like 5th to park like in like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And for the oh, first yeah. time feeling like you you cannot outlearn it. You know like you can't. Yes. Uh, there's just no way to develop all the skills you think you need to be this perfect mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know?
2: And what is a perfect mother, right? What right. is a perfect mother? And you know, the, you, you quickly realize that your formula for success doesn't work here. I don't know about anyone else, but my son humbled <laughs> the mess out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: There
0: you go. That is for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So so we're feeling this. We all, okay, if we get to the point, we're admitting we're burnt out. Now mm-hmm. what? I mean, you can't bubble bath your way out of this. Mm-mm. Like, what, what next?
2: One of the questions I had to, the first questions I had to ask myself was, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. And I realized it was years of compromising boundaries. And doing what I thought I should do, as opposed to what I really wanted to do mm. and <laughs> reconciling that with myself. Um, one of the first yeah. things I had to come to grips with was, I don't want to be on tenure track. Yeah. And if you're familiar with academia, that's like a <gasps> oh <you laughs> right. getting off of a tenure track position. Right. Are you, this is coveted, you know this this is you had this position waiting for you before you were even done with your doctoral program. And I remember fighting the feelings of being ungrateful. And I was like, it's not ungrateful. I just, I was dishonest with for myself. I didn't want to do this. Oh. And I needed to say, I don't want to do this.
1: Yeah. Once um, again,
0: it all comes back to those core values, knowing your yeah. core core values. values. And we've talked
1: about, bound- I mean, you just hit our buzzwords like boundaries. <laughs> like we don't have them i think as women we're really challenged in that area we have such a a not not universally but so many of us really have that innate need to be people pleasers yeah yeah and it's
2: conditioned Mm -hmm. it's conditioned from five years old Mm -hmm. right right who wants the star oh the child that sits quietly in class and does what they're told and
0: Answers all of the questions and yeah. and has the we perfect all keep attendance. Going you star. get the pizza party. Yeah. If you go to the you're I can remember going craft. to ice cream with the
1: teacher. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're yeah. right. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I want to
1: handle. back up a little bit if we can, because sure. I can't stop thinking about what you said about healing your brain. Mm-hmm. And I love to talk about that. It's one of my mm-hmm. favorite subjects. Mm-hmm but I would, I'm going to play the role of Suzanne. She's our nuts and bolts girl. I want to talk a little nuts and bolts on like, how is it that you start the process of healing your brain? What happens when someone comes and sits in your chair and says, my job sucks. My kids sucks. My husband sucks. (laughs) I don't remember the first three years of my kid's life, whatever it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: How do you start that process?
2: We start with getting you out of the stress state. So the the approach that I take is energy, body, mind, right? So for years, we always focused on time management, right? Getting your time back. But I found that it's not limited to the time that you're spent working. You're working when you're thinking about work. You just don't realize it. So if you're in an environment where you're experiencing burnout and you're super stressed, even the thought of work spikes your cortisol levels. So we focus on.
1: <laughs> like I'm right back to where I was at a very stressful job. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. yep.
0: That's, That's exactly like, what happened. Yeah. That's the 10th yeah. time cortisol has come up into my life this week. So yeah, I think the universe is like, okay, Suzanne, pay attention. Okay. Tell us. Yes. Okay, I didn't mean to interrupt. Keep going.
2: No, you're fine. You're fine. So what ends up happening is I found talking. Through clients, through energy management, is more effective than time management. So, a really simple way to look at it is if I spend this much amount of energy towards work, or I expend this amount of energy towards work, then I need to replenish just as much. And we start going through well, what things in your life give you energy? not take your energy, but give you energy. I want you to think beyond bubble baths, think beyond massages. If they give you energy, great. But what about supporting a loved one? Just just being there. And an example I like to give, I had a client who had a best friend that was struggling with fertility issues. And they they finally had a successful round of IVF. And so the baby shower was coming up. And she was like, I don't know if I should go to that because I'm really tired. And I said, well, is it something that you really want to do? And she said, yes. And I said, well, go to it and then tell me how you feel. And she went to it, and she came back and she said, Dr. Kim, I'm so excited that you encouraged me to go because I got to not only support my friend, but our other friends were there. One of the things that happens in burnout is you isolate yourself because you feel so tired. And so I encourage clients, go, go spend time around people that you love and people that love you because that in and of itself helps to release the good hormones and lowers your cortisol levels as well. So we, we identify things in our lives that give us energy and we, we take, we make time for them at all costs. What I tell clients is, I need you to approach this as though your life depends on it, because it does. Burnout is correlated to so many chronic diseases. That's one of the reasons it got added to the ICD-11. It has been correlated to diabetes, hypertension, other cardiovascular disorders. There's some evidence that it's tied to fertility and reproductive issues. There's evidence it's tied to most musculoskeletal disorders, GI disorders. So I'm like, this, this is vital to your life. Prioritize. What gives you energy? Spending time with my kids. Okay, let's make sure that we're making time for that. What gives you energy? Having a conversation with my spouse or significant other, okay, let's, let's look at your schedule and let's figure out how to make time for that. So you, you find opportunities to reduce the stress state. Once you reduce the stress state, then we also physically manipulate the hormones in the body. So what does that mean? That means I'm, I'm putting you on an exercise program. I'm asking you questions about your diet i'm doing things so we're supporting your body at all levels and then the last part is mind we have to unlearn the things that caused us to get to the burnout state
1: mm-hmm.
2: so part of that is the people policing yeah the power of no being honest saying you know i I really can't commit to that right now. We really look at an understanding of your personal agency. Because from where I sit, I work with one-on-one clients and also corporations. I'm like, it's never just one guy's fault. It's never just one person's fault. I'm like, it's 50% the individual and 50% the organizational culture. Mm -hmm. So we figure out how to meet in the middle and work on all of that. But it's always interesting because I'll I'll be in a room full of senior execs and they're like, oh, fix our people. And I'm like, they didn't get that way on their own.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it oh. didn't happen. And so much what you're talking about, my brain is just going bing, bing, bing with this. We talk a lot about busyness and we're all just yeah. so busy and there seems to be this national
1: pride and just being
0: so busy. yes even if you're not yes. busy you feel this pressure be like oh
1: but I'm i so busy. hate the word busy but it's such uh. a part of our vocabulary that i use it and every time i use it i'm like oh i hate that word yeah so, yes
2: yes and- because well so much of our worth is tied to what we do mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so a fun thing i love to do when i'm doing like a corporate training Is I go, if we met at a party, how would you introduce yourself to me? And the the majority of the time, it's name and what I do for a living.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I didn't ask you what you did for a living. Mm -hmm. I asked you, who are you? Right. But our identities are so wrapped up in what we do that one of the things I love doing with clients is, is prying that apart. And going, your title or your job is just a current way that you make money. It's not permanent. It can change tomorrow. It can change a Mm -hmm. year from now. Mm -hmm. And when you take it out of their identity, Mm -hmm. you find that it gets easier to set boundaries because what I do no longer defines me. So if something feels like it is breaching my boundaries. I have an easier time reinforcing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I, I want to like, again, needle pointed on a pillow, tattoo it on my forehead. <laughs> That's such important yeah. advice. Like this is yeah. not who I am. It's what yeah. I do. Okay.
2: It's yeah. what I do. It's what I'm doing right now. I do not right. even have to do this forever. And, and I had to go through that, right? right. For years, I was a professor. I was like, no, no, no. I teach right now. I do research right now. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't mean this is what I'm going to do forever. You know, what is it that I genuinely feel that I am put
1: here to do?
2: Mm-hmm. And when I sat down and thought about that, I was like, I don't have to be tied to an institution to do mm-hmm. any of that.
1: No.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really think no. we need to have a worldwide effort to just eliminate that question from small talk. I just, especially for I stay at it. home moms, it is it. the worst. It oh, absolutely. Because you always start with, well, I used to be. Yes. Or, yeah, or I'm just. Or the
1: jest, the ugly I'm word jest comes in. I'm just a mom. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. So- You're you're not just. There's there's
0: so many other more interesting questions. Like, what are what are you you really passionate about right now? Or, hey, what's a hobby you've been thinking about taking up? Or, like, yeah, let's let's get a little more interesting than
1: just what what's your business card say?
2: What excites you right now? You know, that's yeah yeah
1: yeah. And if it's your work, great. But if it's, I don't know, a trip you're taking. Most of the time, it's not. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. Let's get honest. Okay.
0: At least once a show, we like to, even though we like to cover things for our audience, we get a little like, Hey, here's something I want to know. You're like asking for a friend. That's me. So aside from day job burnout, burnout, those types of things. We try to encourage a lot of, especially if they're stay-at-home moms who maybe are, have older kids and have a little more time flexibility to get involved with causes that are important to them, whether it be activism, doing some volunteering. Um, one of the things that I did about four years ago, I started an organization that fights for LGBTQ inclusive sex ed in our school district. The opposition is brutal, mm-hmm. hurtful. I live
2: in Georgia. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: <laughs> and it's one of those things. And I think it's across a lot of different things that people want to be allies for where I am not a member of the community. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I have this unfair luxury of me being able to, because of, you know, setting boundaries, being able to pick and choose when I'm feeling strong enough to be an advocate mm-hmm. where this community does not have the privilege of being able mm-hmm. to opt in or out of whether, you know, people are burning them out. So I'm trying to figure out how to balance boundaries, but also owning my privilege and that, you know, not everybody has the luxury of setting this boundary. And if you really want to be an advocate, like how far can you push it without burning yourself out so far that you, you can't be good for mm-hmm. anybody. So <laughs> I'm sure that's a more complex question <laughs> than can be answered in just a couple of minutes, but you know, honestly, so
2: a little bit about us. When, when all of the, the craziness started with COVID, my husband and I, we made the decision to homeschool. Mm. And for years, I was dead set against homeschool. I'm, I'm a K through 12 public school kid, always taught at public, publicly funded universities, et cetera. And all of this started. And I was like, you know what? Let's, let's homeschool them. And I made it a point to find a co-op mm-hmm. that, that was intentionally secular.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And we have met some of the most incredible families in this co-op. I mean, people that I, I never would have met any other way. And our children are friends. And they have taught me That sometimes, it's through the children we've learned this. Allyship just looks like genuine friendship. Mm. And we don't need to overthink it, right? I think sometimes there's that effort to do, 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 do. Just start off with showing up, being present, being a friend. Pouring into each other. And then eventually it will come as to what allyship looks like, what activism looks like, because it may look very different right now. It may look different six months from now. But especially when you're recovering from burnout, I actually encourage clients don't overcommit yourself. Learn how to be a friend again, because I promise you while you were in burnout, you weren't very good at it, but everyone loves you too much to tell you that you weren't very good. (laughs) So does that answer your question? In a, in a, hopefully, I wasn't rambling.
0: No, that's no. not rambling, and that's a really wonderful way to look about it. Yeah, we're yeah we're dealing with it. again. This show is going to air in a couple months, so I don't know what's going to happen in that time period. But <laughs> we know. had a we had a governor come out and do a pretty ugly letter, and basically putting lives at risk in saying that any parent that is supportive of their kid being transgender is at risk of having their kids taken away. It's considered child abuse now. And, well, wow. it's, it's not well, legally There's binding. no legal grounds to stand bind. on yet. He but, did it as a campaign yeah. thing to be right. like, look how super creepy I am. <laughs> I was um, about to say something much uglier. Than creepy I, is- tried, I tried not to bleep myself. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's 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 a ugly time in Texas right now, but yeah. all the parents of trans kids that I'm seeing or hearing from – you know, they're not asking, I mean, they're asking people to get as involved as they can legislatively, but everybody's just like, just call and check up on someone. Yeah. yeah. Just be a yeah. friend, just mm-hmm. just ask them how they're doing and, you know, let them know that you're there for them. And it is, I think a lot of it does come back to just being an ally, just being a friend and mm-hmm. yeah, and really caring about how someone's doing. And I think that is a good first first place to start for people who are like, my life's so busy, busy right now. Um, you know, I, I don't know that I can add another thing that feels like I am this a hundred percent activist that I'm going to these meetings or I'm, you know, showing up at these mm-hmm. marches or
1: whatever the case may right. be, but start with those baby steps. Someone yes, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. Wow. We don't have a ton of time left and I'm backtracking again sorry I don't know Suzanne you may edit this out and like put us back in some sort of order or you may just leave it that I could not stay on track today because you have said so many things that light up my brain and in talking about being a friend just now I was thinking about the people in your life watching you go through burnout did they say at the time or after I saw these signs I knew something was wrong with you or Were you covering it so well? They did not know what was going on internally.
2: I covered it so well. Mm. So the only person that knew was my husband because my temperament towards him changed. Yeah. And he was sort of like, okay, (laughs) Mm -hmm. maybe it's just, you know, being a new mom and all of the stress that comes from that. You know, he just thought it was just, okay, she's going through a phase and we're fine. My sister, who I'm very close with, for mm. years, she kept asking herself, how did I miss it? Mm. Wow. How did I miss it? How did I miss it? And she, she, had, I, she, she had some guilt from that. Right. Because she was like, how did, you're my sister. How did I miss it? And I was like, because I didn't want anyone to know. Yeah. So, because going back to what we said before, I felt ungrateful for complaining.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, our son was our miracle baby, and yeah. I had so much to be grateful for. But I was at this phase in my life. I had the career of my dreams check, 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 those blasted check boxes. <laughs> and how dare I complain? So, I yeah. didn't.
1: I mean, it just bad. hurts my heart because. Yeah. I can imagine the guilt those around you are feeling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my brain, of course, immediately goes to what am I not seeing? in people in my life, am I not loving them? Right. Because I am so blinded by whatever they're putting up. It's a huge, it's a huge issue. And I'm so glad yeah. we're talking about it today. And I'm yeah. so glad there are people like you providing the framework and the knowledge to help us get through it. Yeah. It's just check on your strongest friend.
2: I was always the strongest friend check Mm -hmm. on your
1: strongest friend
0: because they're usually
1: masters at covering up
0: what's going on oh yeah absolutely absolutely yeah i am so grateful for the work that you're doing and putting a spotlight on this because i mean to your point and you were so open about and your story is, I mean, it literally can save lives to yes. have this discussion and yes. to take this stigma away from not always feeling so 100% grateful for, you know, and, and you yes. can be grateful and tired at the same time. Yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> it doesn't have to be one yes. or the other. Just because yes. you are burnt out does not mean yeah. you do not love your kids. You do not love your yes. husband. You do not love it may not be that you love your job but you know it, it it's just that there's so much and yeah, yeah. so
1: much let's, let's and right now there's that. so much
2: yes yes like so. you said who knows where yeah. we'll be when this airs but it's you know i woke up uh friday friday it's just like why do i feel so heavy like i just felt heavy mm-hmm. and i you know i i reflect like Fridays are my reflection days that's mm-hmm. when I sit and I think about the whole week mm-hmm. and I was just like oh so much happened this week oh yeah and I think I posted I posted a TikTok about it and so many yeah. people were like is that what's wrong
0: with me <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh yeah I was Like yeah it's, it was one it's, triggering event after another after another after another oh, after yes. another I mean no. that
2: and it was just non-stop Nonsense. And what?
0: I am guilty of doom scrolling like nobody's (laughs) business. I'll do it when I'm going to bed and I'll do it the first thing I wake up in the morning. And I just. Great for your rest. Oh, really good. So good. Talk about cortisol. Let's talk about cortisol. (laughs) Yeah. So, what are, I mean, obviously the first recommendation is just be don't do that. Don't (laughs) do that. But in a time when you feel like you have a responsibility to the world to be. At least a minimum level of informed, right? But, mm-hmm. but I mean, but it's not healthy for yourself to feel like you're solving an international crisis by staring <laughs> at CNN for five hours straight. So, yes. So, so, what are your recommendations when it comes to media consumption and how that has plays to burnout?
2: Yes. So, I I don't know if any of your listeners or if either of you have ever read The Miracle Morning. No, And they, well, it, it's a fascinating book. They recommend what's called the savor technique, right? SAVER, S-A-V-E-R. Oh, and nice. it stands for silence, affirmation, visualization, exercise, and reading. Mm. So if you do it full on, it takes like 90 minutes. I don't have 90 minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would I require waking real. up quite a bit earlier yeah. than I do. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I don't do that. So I actually start off the first five minutes of my morning in absolute silence. So whenever I can, I make it a habit of keeping my cell phone in a separate room. Mm -hmm. We still have a house phone, just out of habit. We still have one. So our loved ones know if it's truly an emergency, call the house phone, call the landline. If it's not, I'll talk to you in the morning. But we Mm -hmm. have to not disturb and we try to sleep with the phone. In another room. So I'll like keep it in the bathroom or keep it in the hallway or keep it in my office. And so I wake up the first five minutes of the morning in absolute silence because I have found if the phone is next to me, the first thing I'm gonna do is reach for the phone. And then I have all of these notifications waiting for me about yep. just how crazy and ridiculous our leaders are being. Mm-hmm. And that just sets the tone for my morning. So I start off mm-hmm. with five minutes of silence. Then I do my affirmations. Sometimes I write them down. Sometimes I say them out loud. Sometimes I listen to some affirmations on YouTube. Then I do visualization exercises. So it's, I, I imagine with incredible detail what I want the day to look like, what I want the months to look like, you know, if we're planning a vacation or we're getting ready to do something, I just imagine it in great detail. Mm. And then I exercise. So I try to get at least 30 minutes in, whether it's walking on the treadmill, whether it's picking up the kettlebells, whether it's stretching, whether it's doing something, because I'm messing with my cortisol levels when I do that.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then
2: I read. So a secret about reading, I love to read. I am an omnivorous reader, but it's kind of hard to sit and read for hours at a time. So oh, when I read, I try to make sure I read something that's on paper. Because mm-hmm. if, I, if I'm reading on my phone, I'm going to get distracted and I'm gonna go wandering yes. into something else, into one of yep. my other apps. So yep. I try to read, book summaries are my go-to favorite right now, or I commit to reading 20 to 30 pages uninterrupted from a book Mm. and you start your morning off with that. And I have found that it just calms me down incredibly. And it helps me to remember what I have control over and staying
1: grounded in that. Oh, That's beautiful. I, really love that. yeah. I love it. Okay. I'm getting that book
0: yes. and I'm probably going <laughs> to shrink
1: down my saver yeah. a little bit from
0: 90 like, minutes. Yeah. But... I mean, even if you don't do all the letters like right in a row, yes. if you catch yourself doom scrolling, pick a letter yeah. And, yeah. and do that yes. one thing. I think yes. that would be a great yeah. way Absolutely. of just stopping, stopping that bad trajectory. Oh, Absolutely. Love it. Love, it. love it. Okay, I'm glad I asked because I like love that answer. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay, Missy, get us back on track.
1: Um, I think we're almost done. We're ready okay. to do Look Listen Learns. But before we do that, can you tell our listeners the best place to follow you and if they want to work with you if you're taking on new clients or if you have yes. a plan to in the future, kind of how that works.
2: Yes. So you can always find me on TikTok. I play more on TikTok than any of the other social media platforms. I'm on, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, but in LinkedIn, but you'll really find me playing on TikTok. All of my handles are the same. That's Dr. Kim Hires. Um, As far as working with me. So I am so excited to announce we are getting ready to launch a membership community because it's only one of me and there's so much work to be done. So yeah. what the membership community will allow is for a monthly fee. They get uh, a weekly lunch with me where I do a live broadcast on some topics related to leadership That's development huge. or burnout prevention, burnout recovery. You get self-study work to do. We have a book club and just a lot of other fun perks because leaders are readers. So we had to have a book club in there. Yep. Um, but also... We have a lot of other fun perks that we'll offer through the membership. So that's one way to work with me. Another way to work with me is to check out my courses, my online courses at the Leadership Antidote Academy. And what it is, is it's creating leaders who know who they are and who are comfortable disrupting the status quo because we need the status quo disrupted. Yep. We, the future cannot, we cannot lead the way that we have led in the past, in the future. It just won't work. So this is a place for leaders to go to better themselves, better their teams. Um, And the other way is just send me an email. And sometimes my one-on-one client roster fills up and sometimes people roll off after they've completed a coaching program and space opens up. So You never know, but always start with the online courses and the membership site, and then we go from there. Perfect.
1: We'll put all (laughs) of that in the show notes. Yes. For anybody who's driving, (laughs) you come (laughs) right, right? Yeah. (laughs) All right. It's look, listen, learn time. And if you haven't listened before, we're glad you're here. And look, listen, learn is just a few minutes where we get to share something we're reading, watching, listening to, buying. Whatever it is we're enjoying, it can be a really great life lesson or it can be just something super silly. And we don't usually throw our guests out to the wolves first. So, Suzanne, <laughs> do you want to start us this week? Sure Thank you. <laughs> Let's see. I am watching
0: yellow jackets talk about, about talk it. about some cortisol. <laughs> Producing TV, watch (laughs) out, it's stressful. Um, So friends have been talking about it for months and we just didn't have Showtime, so we did not watch it. But every once in a while when there's enough shows on Showtime that we want to watch, we'll we'll buy it for a month and then we'll just yep. go nuts. So, <laughs> yeah. So we're we'll doing do the that. Same thing. <laughs> yep, we do too. We got one month to get caught up, so we're doing <laughs> Yellow Jackets this is for anybody who doesn't know it's about this high school soccer team that gets in a plane wreck in the wilderness and so it's kind of a flashback between the teenage girls in the wilderness and then what happens to them like when they're in their 50s and going back and forth between the storylines and I am only on like episode two or three and some stuff, I can tell just from the preview, some stuff goes down. Stuff I am not, I am All not right. to the heart of how bad this thing is going to get. Um, <laughs> so I'm a little nervous because it's already stressful. But <laughs> since we do have show time for this month, we're also watching Billions, which we had stopped after a while oh, because it's, okay. it's super bro. Like even my it's husband super is bro. like, this is super bro. <laughs> But I a, love it. But a friend of mine who I respect, who like is super into Succession as I am, said that stick with it. You know, stick go back it. to it. It's so we're giving it another try. We'll see. The last episode we watched, I was like, this still seemed really bro. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is, but yeah is. we're gonna give it a try for a while. um Just because we're missing the. You know, Succession's gone. We are missing our fill of just horrible, horrible people that
1: we're <laughs> watching on TV. Like, who
0: are these really rich, horrible people? I don't
1: understand why I love those shows. I say it all the time. Like, it's not. It does not line up with my values in any way. No, but I love those shows. I know. I think it's because
0: I have zero percent of those people in my real life. So it's maybe. just yeah, kind of it's maybe. just kind of this weird escapism. Like, really does. It-? Someday I'll meet one of them and I'll just start laughing at him be like, I didn't think he really existed like that in this world. (laughs) Um, And my learn, my annual mammogram came back clear. So again, our efforts to make every month breast cancer awareness month. So if you have not had yours, go get it.
1: Go get it.
0: That's it for me this, this week. All right. What about you,
2: Kim? So my look is, so I'm a huge, the walking Dead fan. Oh,
0: okay. I don't feel so bad about my plane crash girls then. Okay. Oh, I'm a
2: huge walking dead fan (laughs) and it's filmed here in Georgia. Mm -hmm. So, um, one of the things that my my husband and I do is like every six weeks we block off a weekend and that is our weekend, our time together. And so this past weekend, we did a five hour tour of the walking dead filming sites. It's filmed about 45 minutes from us in Sonoy, Georgia. and I I was totally fan-derling I was trying (laughs) so my favorite actor my favorite character is Negan it's Jeffrey Dean Uh Morgan Uh I was trying so hard to see this man (laughs) so it was (laughs) so much fun to just see where everything is filmed and you -hmm. know my husband and I love to imagine like where we would live what we would do and i'm on this kick of like i want land i want i want land i want to grow my own food and my husband's like babe you killed an aloe plant we we, we can't we are not relying on you (laughs) we're going to be very very hungry yes we are staying on Um, the grid (laughs) so that's what i'm doing i'm i'm you know, we're all coming up with the TWD universe and just getting really excited. This is the last season of filming the show. So we're all like really excited to see how it ends as far as learning. So I'm really into juicing and studying how we can use diet to support our stress response and to help Mm. us with our cortisol levels. So I think I've been torturing my family with these turmeric shots that I've been making. <laughs> it has like pineapple and orange and like turmeric root. We live near a yeah. farmer's market. So I'm able to buy the the turmeric root and sometimes I'll throw like a pear or an apple in there, but it's sounds delicious. Our stress yeah. response. And
0: yeah. the turmeric, that's super anti-inflammatory, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we tested it
2: and I typically do like a kettlebell workout and it was the first time I didn't have soreness.
0: Mm.
2: I did a turmeric shot after my kettlebell workout and I was not sore. And I was like,
1: (laughs) yeah. So you need to send us the recipe and we're putting it in the show notes and then we're going to make it. I've been toying with getting a juicer. Another friend of mine has been juicing. Do you want to borrow mine? (laughs) Do you, <laughs> is yeah, is you're cabin. sitting on and use like Maybe my I'll rice cooker. <laughs> um, but yeah, she has all these juices in her fridge. They make a bunch. Yes. And she has these beautiful bottles of these really healthy oh. juices. And uh, I've been thinking about it.
0: You know, and I'm team turmeric, even if, yes, if you're not me. juicing and just get it from the nature made aisle. Um yeah. <laughs> I I had a really bad knee issue. Um and my yeah. doctor, this is the same doctor. Oh, I complain about him all the time. He's the one who had he me. Who made you down. jiggle? Yeah. He yeah. laid me down and then he like flat my knees back and forth. He's like, see how the inside of your legs go bloop, bloop, bloop And the outside don't. I was like, I hate you. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so it did, this, it did this thing to my knee where it was tweaking the knee muscle because one muscle mm-hmm. or knee muscle, whatever it is, it was. One muscle was pulling on the knee harder than the other one could compensate for. Oh, yeah. And so until Mm -hmm. I got that figured out, he said to do the Mm turmeric. And I mean, it was like that. Instead of being on all this pain medicine. I mean, it was overnight. And I had been, I couldn't even sit at a movie theater because if I sat too long, my legs would get all creaky and old. And yeah, turmeric, I'm. Yeah. You reminded me of that because right. I ran out and then I was just like, oh, my knee's fine. But I'm sure there's <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's other things in me that are just like <laughs> me, but yeah, but not yeah. as obvious. So yeah. yeah. I need to yeah. go do that again. Ooh, good, good, oh, good. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: Do you have anything else for this week?
2: Um this week, so we're launching our newest course, which is wellness, wealth, and wholeness. And it's mm. developing a growth blueprint because like I said earlier, I have so many clients that for the first time in their lives, they don't want to plan because they're like, I planned and planned and planned. And two and the things world blew happened. Up. The world blew up. And I came to the realization after the world blew up That everything I was planning to do, I don't even want to do it. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. So, getting them past that hump of "I don't want to do this anymore." Well, what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I cannot tell you how that simple question pauses so many of my clients. Oh yeah,
1: because they're like, I haven't
2: allowed myself to say, "What do I want to do?"
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So this course is designed to help you figure that out and answer that question. So.
1: Amazing! All right, I'm gonna do my look, list and learns really fast because we are pushing it on time. So I have this bag, I'm reaching down for it that I just got. It's huge.
2: Oh, love that is a big
1: bag. Oh my god! Yes. I can't see it's, you anymore. It's enormous. You. Like it's bigger than I me. I um, love it. <laughs> but it's the coolest bag because you can snap it up and make it smaller. Like you can snap the sides in, I'm not, I'm doing a really bad demo, but we'll put it so you can snap the sides in nice. and it has like a bottom that goes in it and makes it like a tote, or you can carry it more as a purse. It's called, I wrote it down and now I can't find it. So it is called Taylor gray is what it is. Taylor gray. Did. Okay. And it's neoprene. So you can just wipe it off and it's really light and Ooh. it comes in all kinds of different fun prints and stuff. And I got it at a boutique. And I think Ooh. it's mostly sold in like little local stores. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I love it. That'd it's be perfect for bag. the beach for like saying yes, yeah, that a, a weekend shaker. getaway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I carried I it on the plane that. recently and like felt like I could wipe all the plane off of it when I got you know, yes. <laughs> yeah. it was easy to clean. Yeah, hose it down, you're not gonna hurt it. And it's you know, light, so you can fill it with stuff and it's not heavy. So um I love that. And then my look and listen are all kind of the same. Um, I've been listening to this month's Mom MomGul, Mom Goal podcast. Raquel Kelly, who's one of the hosts, was a guest on our show a while back. And every month they kind of take a topic and have a guest who's there for the whole month. And they do really short episodes, but they're one of their guests this month is Fran Hauser, who is amazing. Mm-hmm. And her book, The Myth of the Nice Girl is what I'm listening to on Audible right now. And it's about that desire to please at work and being Mm -hmm. a performer. And I thought it was a great fit for today's show. And then she has a new book coming called embrace the work, love your career. And it's coming at the end of this month. So I've pre-ordered it, but God, Fran is super cool. I recommend looking into her. How have I never heard of her? Okay. Wow. We got, well, we're going to hear of her because we're going to invite her to be on the show because (laughs) I love her. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully all of our listeners will get to know Fran too through the show. Um, But we'll put her website in the show notes and links to her books. But she has great, great advice about managing your work life in a way that works for you. I tell you,
0: that is the best part of this darn podcast is that there are so many people that are amazing. out there doing this amazing work. Like, yes. I, I'm i so grateful that we got to know you, Kim. Yes. That, Thank that you. Thank it, you. it gives us the excuse to go scour like the TikTok and the social media and the podcasts <laughs> yeah. and the everything. And, you know, because moms are busy, the B the b word, busy. <laughs> yes. um, and they don't have time necessarily to yeah. go and search for all that stuff. So I love being able yeah. to curate some of our favorites and be able to share those with people, so that it's fun. You know,
1: take a little bit of the workout, but they still get the learnings thank from it. You. So, yay! Yeah, so excited. Thank well, thank you so much for being here.
2: Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. This was fun.
1: Oh, so much fun! Was fun. So I much learned learning. So much.
0: Yes, I know. I was so grateful to hear that you are going to be continuing the podcast because yeah. um, it's good yeah well, but it's just, it's we just have enough so time for people to get stuff. caught up so yeah we
2: we have so many exciting things like the mindfulness mondays and i'm so excited i'm yes. so excited yeah
1: good it's people awesome. need to go download it subscribe so when the new stuff pops up it shows
2: yes. up for them. so we're excited lots of yeah lots of good luck to be done.
1: yeah thank you
2: good luck to you all too this is, is awesome
0: thank you so much fun. Bye. bye Thank you so much for joining us for the Mom and Dot 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 podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you know someone else who could benefit from today's episode, be sure to share it with them. Also, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in the show notes over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, you can find us at the socials, including our private Mom and Community Facebook group. You can find links to the group, all of our socials, and our questions and comments section over at our website, momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.